another new series on the channel of cool platform the artist alert podcast co-hosted by me yours truly the mr with the z cool with the k and the homie dj c town the artist alert podcast aims to create opportunities for artists to be heard without the typical radio station politics egos payola popularity games and the clout chasing contests yeah (laughs) you'll get none of that here a completely do-it-yourself podcasting platform linking with those with the same work ethic and mindset to elevate and build to grow and prosper join us for this episode in which we proudly highlight independent dmv artist keenan amori so let's get into it now i'm not a lazy content creator also not a lazy dj personally I'm digging in the digital crates nowadays. And when I found Keenan on another platform and presented him to Cool, it was the Riggs Park series of songs that Cool and I first got hooked on. Can you give a quick background on the origins of Keenan Amori and the Riggs Park series? Yeah, um, I know a studio that was out around College Park, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And- it was an up and coming um studio. I used to go I used to go and like play around with and record in and he shoot and he shot music videos. But then sometime got around where I, I kinda quit music and we kinda like and I stopped kinda like going to the studio. But then around, you know, 2016, I was like, nah man, I gotta make music. I gotta I gotta come back. But I I knew when I came, when I had to come back, I had to come back like more stronger. So I so I changed my name to, to Keenan Amori. I dropped like my first tape, A Breath of Fresh Air. It didn't really spark enough to to get to get like a lot of uh, people viewing me. So I was like, man, I gotta uh, tell the story of like just where I come from and, and where I and who I am as a person. So 
with Rick's Pop Finest. One, my uh, one of my closest uh, producers, and it's actually my cousin. His name is Malcolm Excellent. Nice. He, Shout out to Malcolm, awesome production and awesome graphic artist. Yeah. Yeah, and he though he, he DJ, do graphic design, you know, production, audio engineer. Yeah, he he's dope. And he sent me this this beat, and it was like, it was boom bap, but it had like a a, a gospel sample from one of the Clark sisters. So it was like, nice. He, you know, I would, at, at first I was going to do like a, I guess like. Uh, wholesome, but I was like, nah, I got, I got to get a little gritty. I got to get a little uh, grimy <laughs> yeah. on it. And like, I was just, I was just pouring my heart out and, and just telling about all my trials and tribulations and also what I dealt with in my, in like my neighborhood, you know, for me quitting music and me coming back. Cause like, like in there, I talked about, you know what I'm saying? My old rap name, Swizzle the Kid, my old uh, group that I used to hang around with and a, a lot of people, you know, I wondered why I stopped rapping and how now why I came back. So mm-hmm. it was like I, had, I was like I had to let it be known or whatever, whatever happened. You know what I'm saying? I had to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. And then part two came about was like since I already like did like the the emo rap <laughs> on Riggs Bark Finding, <laughs> let me do a second version, but let me rap on a trap beat. You know what I'm saying? How versatile I am, and that beat is actually a Soldier Boy beat. Sounds <laughs> like nice. Yeah, yeah man. You ripped <laughs> it was the like, beat. Let me just go lyrical on this joint. Like, don't even. I'm not even gonna do emotional or like I ain't even gonna do emo. I'ma just straight up lyrical, just spit bars. And you know, uh, Nelson Simon, and um, he shoot videos. And when I came back, I reached out to him to shoot the video around here for me. And it was just like, man. I'm about to go outside and I'm about to just run around the street. Cause that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to like, I was just like, man, I'm gonna blast this drink loud. And I'm gonna just stay mad. You know, man, I'm I'm back. I'm the Red Spark finest. You know what I'm saying? I respect every artist and rapper from my neighborhood, but hey man, look, I'm here. Like, right. what's up? Like and share and subscribe. I feel the Red Spark Baby ghetto same. People aren't going to give us our flowers then do we have to take them 
Where is that line we draw between ego and confidence? I say that to segue because you said you took a break in 2016. What was the confidence boost that made you come back? Uh, anything in particular? Um. Well, I felt I felt like, you know, as as the artist I was before, uh, my my first like my rap name was was Swizzle the Kid, and I was like I was younger I was younger then I'm still young but like I was in my teenage years. The reason why I I think I didn't really blossom how I am now is because I couldn't I didn't know who I was. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like yeah, I was I was too busy trying to be like everybody else instead of like yeah. being myself. You know and. And it was a lot of people who was trying to sign me and a lot of people who was going to say they was going to help me, but it never came through. And and it's just like, and going through all of that. And then I had a couple of health issues and, and, and a lot of that, it just made me just quit. And what brought me back was just like, I know I, I, I went to therapy. I, mm. I, 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 went, I went to to see a therapist, man. And Yeah, you talk about that in the song, Blood in My Eye which is a deep song. And just getting back into music wasn't that therapy in itself as well? Yup, it, it, it was. I, th I think what it I think what it was was just, I, I just had to write my pain. Like the like mm. um the battle you seen when, when DMX and Snoop Dogg was going on the verses and yeah. DMX was telling Snoop, you know what I'm saying? When he, when he performed Slipping, he was like the message to all artists, write your pain. What, what made me come back is like, I was like, I'm gonna write my pain. And I'm gonna be myself, cause like my my middle name, like my stage name, Keenan Amore, is actually my middle name. I'm about to write my pain, and I'm about to be myself. So it's it. I think that's what brought me back, with just just going through what I was going through, uh, therapy. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. relationship with the man up above, and just just saying like this time around, I'm gonna I'm gonna be myself, and I'm I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna trust my gut. Yeah, that seems like the only way to do it. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, be real with yourself. Most people most people can't do that as crazy as that sounds. Um, and doing it at a very young age now. Yeah. Turning that corner now, man. You, you shoot, I wish I could. <laughs> turning that corner right now, it's almost like I got to reference my man Booker. It's like I've, I've watched him in, in his rookie year from rookie year to now grow and and for you know this life lesson for you at 24 realizing that says a lot about you man thank you bro yeah yeah i just i just advise like all artists like you know um it's all right to, to, to check up on your mental health because it's it's, mm. a, it's a tough game and it's even like just all creators like you know everybody who creates you know it's it's something that you have to tap into and, and it's and it's rough because when you guys when you a creator and you and you trying to and you have a vision, a lot of times it's a lot of people that can be in your ear and trying to steer you from your vision and, and what you trying to do. And it's like a lot of people be trying to, you know, live through you or trying to tell you how, how to be you. And you only you can be you. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Right. Exactly. But I, I think yeah. So all I, I feel like all creators check up on they, they they mental health and also like you know stay true to whatever they doing it you know what i'm saying but believe in they so and where you come from is similar to where cool and i grew up you know the uh back blocks of america where everyday life is very different you know those areas that may not have the basic human amenities such as clean water 
I bring that up because getting clean water has been a has been a major problem for Northeast DC in the DMV area. You know, starting back in 1989, a gas company had a huge leak with an underground tank in which the water throughout the town was contaminated and said to be still to this day. I say all that to ask what are your most vivid memories of Riggs Park and what there has affected or influenced you? Wow, I, I, I didn't even know that about, about the, the water. I, thank, thank you for that. I'm gonna I'm 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 do Yeah, I might have to use that. Yeah, next yeah. song. Yeah. I can see the track coming. What's in the water? <laughs> yeah. Keep it no more. Oh, <laughs> tough. To, to answer your question, um, I seen like a lot of best best friends turn on each other, man. And, it, mm-hmm. and I think that really hit hits in my hits in my stomach. You know what I'm saying? And but I mean, it's it's a good na- It's it's a very good neighborhood. I seen I, it's unity here. You know, it's it's a lot of people that give back. But I I think. You know the the worst the, the challenges were like saying like a lot of people turn on each other and that kind of made me like very like uncomfortable. I mean it's some some people that is that's in my neighborhood that took like my kindness for weakness. I mean I forgive them, you know what I'm saying. No shade to nobody, but I think you know growing growing up, you know I was very I was always an introvert and I was always mm-hmm. like. A, a nice I was always like a nice person but I, I got along with everybody like I got along with the street dudes and the yeah. nerds right you know what I'm saying yeah. and but the challenge was being guilty by association and getting into situations that I didn't really want to get into because like I you know um I grew up not only in a religious family but like I had like activists around me you know I um I was in like programs in, in Baltimore every other summer with a nonprofit that was run by act, activists that was wow. in the community. So like I always had a different mindset, you know, um, and the, the challenges were for me was like, you know, knowing that, you know, I don't really want to be for this neighborhood or this neighborhood and and my friends, you know what I'm saying, they, they really trying to be in the streets, you know what I'm saying? And they and they felt like me, like even though like I'm around them, they felt like I had to be like them sometimes. And, and that, that kind of made me push, give it a push back and to also see like people who was in the streets who, who loved each other, turn on each other and, and a lot of death and a lot of, um, I wanna I wanna be one of the artists to, to show people from my neighborhood and any neighborhood in DC, cause I, I represent Eric, like I want to represent the whole district. I want, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I just want to inspire everybody to be like, he from the hood or he from this neighborhood, but he different and he, but he making it cool to be himself. And cool, you've had your own experiences with some of these same areas in the DMV, correct? And you had family in Riggs Park, right? Yeah, well, we lived in um, Paradise and Mayfair. Um, are you familiar with that area? J Street? Oh, yeah, 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 I- man. In middle school, I had a crush on this girl from Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it's funny she's in Paradise. Too. Paradise <laughs> had all the girls out there. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> and shoot, I was young then. I had to been about between five and six when I used to live out there. And um, I used to see. I don't know if that was a. I don't know if that was a band or not. But they would always be near the trash can, um, hitting hitting the buckets. They'd be hitting the buckets, playing the go-go music. And they'd be always crank. They would always crank and bring a crowd of people over. 
and I was only I was only a youngin at the time, and yep, I heard them gunshots, and and, and we definitely had the skirt off. That shit was crazy. Is it? Is this? I don't know. Is it still out? Is it still like that out there? In that particular area, we know, you know, in other areas it could be rough. But yeah, it, I, it's, it's some real it's some real steppers out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But I think a lot a lot of times, like in in a city. If if you like stay out the way and mind your business, you really not gonna really uh get too much in the right. street. I think what it what it basically is is like I mean if you just if you stay out the way and, and you and like know um that you're not about this or you're not about that, some people will, you know will give you the respect and, and mm-hmm. the lead people alone. I think a, a lot of times is I mean what I struggle with. You know what I'm saying? Some people just be guilty by association, yeah. and and people don't really know that better. Uh, I didn't got into confrontations being from Riggs Park. I, I never was a street dude. I never really um tried to get a name or nothing. But I I I've always said that like I was from this neighborhood, and sometimes being guilty by association or handle hanging with people sometimes can get can get you caught up. But like if if you just got your mind uh straight and you got like a purpose then you ain't really gonna get to get caught up because it's like you you got your eye on the prize you got a goal so you know what i'm saying you ain't you ain't really gonna be uh out here trying to get get nobody together you know it's funny you say that because if i could tell a quick story it's it's funny but it's not funny um on a on the strength of uh being the um being guilty by association right true story it was around 16 we all got our license most of us had our learner's permit we was able to drive so we got we got cocky a couple of us we rode in a group it was a group of nine to ten of us so um just imagine ten of us and maybe like three or four cars so we got bored with where we were where we were from bladensburg we got bored in the community so man we want to go out and we want to be like maybe like the dream team we want to go to different community centers and bust their shit. so yeah let's get let's do that so we started shifting the um, different community centers during the team program, and we would bust we would bust them down, and we would travel to the next center and bust them down next week. So we we ended up at College Park. It's funny your your uh, studios at College Park, right? We get to College Park and we bring uh, a couple of people from Blade. We call Bladensburg Blade. We bring a couple people from Blade to College Park and hoop. So we hooping and. We established in College Park because we kind of liked it. There was big. They fed us, and the the run playing ball, playing basketball, the run was real. So we was like, man, let's let's just stay right here until we find something better. And we weren't looking. So when we brought our boy, apparently he was beefing with this crew from College Park called Lakeland. So, wow. So so upon us leaving you know we thinking we just hoop you know everything same same old team program we out the door at 10 o'clock we head to the whips and all of a sudden there's a situation with one of our folks with their folks it's like where this come from well it all made sense because they all went to the go-go and um i guess whatever happened out there kind of trickled down to you know borough to borough so um we ain't think nothing of it that was friday night so we get there saturday now mind you we 16 we young high school kids with a little bit of bread because most of us was stacking our lunch money <clears throat> <laughs> so right we bought our super soakers and i ain't talking about no regular 
teak, teak, teak. We had the big ones. Everybody had a Bazooka Joe. So we get there on Saturday, Nate. No one's around. We get there. We get to the community center. Apparently, they had a, a field trip to Six Flags. We get there. Doors locked. So clearly the center's closed. So we was like, let's stay out here. We got water in the uh, water guns. Let's just get it in. And we usually ride up on each other. We drive. This is a drive-by. We'll drive by Super Soaker. That's how we did it. So we just messing around and then we kicking it. And then the Lakeland mob, they surround us. It was almost like they knew we were coming. So they were planning on what they were about to plan on. So they did this. So they surrounded us. Uh, long story short, <laughs> long story short, we end up wrecking. I ran around a building, got lost, and uh, I, I won't continue that story. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it right there. But yeah. long story short, man, we were basically guilty by association, and we were we were actually the ballers of the neighborhood. We were trying to get, you know, we was trying to get scholarship. We was trying to go to college and hoop. We was on that note. But we, like you, I knew, I knew all the uh, dealers. I knew the, I knew the thugs and all. And and it was a. Uh, it was a rules of engagement. You know, you took care of your athletes. You took care of your rappers. You took care of your Keenan Amores. All right, you, 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 oh, where you going, son? You need, you need, you need somebody to rock with you? All right, back and make sure you all right. But I think, in my opinion, I think uh, that code is lost. It's just, it's crazier now. Just can't explain. Like and share and subscribe. Artist alert. I stay medicated, trying to run away from Satan. I'm from a generation where they love to see you hate. Dedicated, but it's like I barely made it. Frustrated, every day I'm losing patience. You see this blood in my I've been going through some things, I just can't explain. Never change. I've been on medication since the age of eight. I needed meditation, but no one can relate. Give it to temptation, won't get you through them gates. Try to get educated. It's a hard time we face it. I wanna get away. Talk to my therapist. She said I'm at risk. Seen a psychiatrist. Thought about cutting my wrist. Don't want no antidepressant. All I want is a blessing. I wanted to ask what kind of writer are you do you take you know from the book of rhymes or are you more in the studio on the fly I'm a writer man I'm a writer nice. to, to be to be quite honest like I didn't start off as a rapper I was a poet I, I always like listen my, my first time ever listening to hip-hop was when I was six years old because my first five years of my life I listened to none but uh the temptations old school music like that that's all my father and mother played like that's so I didn't even know what rap was so and then when I was six you know so I got introduced to hip-hop I would sneak and watch like rap videos because my mother never wanted me to listen to rap music and stuff Dang. so I like sneak and watch 106 in Park and Rap City and all that. I actually like wrote my first rhyme. It was more of a poem. 
when I was uh, eight years old, and it was it was like a, a contest. It was like a um, Black History contest in, ele in elementary school, and and I wrote, and it was like you can enter like a, a into anything you want to do, like for Black History, whether it's like a dance or a poem or anything like in the performing arts, and you can win um, like a certificate, a gold medal, and a grand prize. And I wrote like my first rap, but I really wrote it as a poem. But I, but I thought it was a rap, and I won first place. Mm, I, wow! My first time, you know what I'm saying. And after that, I just I kept a journal with me, like, and I Smart. always wrote, wrote in a journal and, and everything. And then, um, eleven. And then when I was thirteen, I wrote my first song. So it's like when I do music, I don't really have no way to else to do it but right like it's a i know a lot of people go in and a lot of people freestyle and a lot of people um do one take but it's mm -hmm. just it's something with me with paper and a pen that's mm -hmm. just more, it's more like special to me like i i can't mm -hmm. write a 16 without a paper and a pen like mm -hmm. i gotta gotta put a paper and a pen hey park wrote remember that yeah Facts. yeah true yeah <laughs> park wrote <laughs> Your most acclaimed EP so far, Who is Keenan Amori, which is out now, depicts raw honesty and reflects today's social climate. One of the most personal songs is Who Am I? Can you give a brief background on the song? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, it took me uh, five times to, to write that. I wrote that like five times. Nice. I, just, I just didn't really, I didn't really know how to uh, come off without being like, being too preachy and originally who am i was supposed to be on the breath of fresh air but i took it off i took it down i took it off because i wanted to like i wanted to rewrite it and also i felt like man this just need to be going to go on like a project that's on streaming and music platforms because like a breath of fresh air, that's more of a mixtape i felt like nah this this need to be something that's like that's too powerful yeah, yeah. my cousin one of my my producers my cousin Malcolm Excellent, you know what I'm saying? I, I sent them, uh, after I finished the poem, I sent them that joint. After I re after I made all my revisions and, and I sent it to him, I was like, man, please cook up something to this joint. You know, and he, he made it over it. He sent it back to me. I went to the, to the studio and uh, the studio I go to now is um, called Sound Theory Studios. It's one of the best studios like in the DMV. You know what I'm saying? One of the best uh, engineers in the DMV, his name Lance, Sice Lance. Some people can go in the studio off the top and crank the joint, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Make the joint like that. But then, I, I, it's just me. I just, cause I'm, I think I'm just old fashioned. I got old soul, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? The first five years of my life, I was listening to old music. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, I mean, not old music, but like, you know what I'm saying? Timeless. Classic joints, classic yeah. joints, exactly. <laughs> The spinners, like, the platters, all that stuff, the, the temptations of the classic. You said the Clark sisters. I was like, I think I know what B to use too. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was like when Woody sampled like on the Red Spark Finest, it it was like it was actually like a like a uh um I think her name uh one of one of the, the women in the in the Clark sisters, her uh tw Twinkie. Uh-huh. Yeah, if I'm if I'm pronouncing her name wrong, please forgive me. <laughs> but what but it was like a, a praise and worship video she had, uh, and she was singing, and wow. like sampled that, like wow, and, and that's put crazy. A boom back Jeez. 
and and you know and it was like and once i heard that it was like i, I was gonna do a hook but i was like but i gotta i'm about to go in like i'm not no hook no nothing i'm about to go in <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because i was telling cool and he was like you know is excellent beats his jay dilla you know that classic you know rapper producer combo you know when you find that synergy it's special the go-to Go ahead, guy, the go-to producer like in um like in Pac's era it was uh it was mainly dre and um for for buster i think buster reached out more to dilla mm. and, and mm. a lot of a lot of folks reached out to dilla but i'm saying i think that common relationship that common dealer relationship is like you and um malcolm excellence uh relationship even though y'all can it's like yeah it, i'm going it, to my man for this beat i know he got me on this one yes it, i think it's just it's like he understands me as an artist as far as my versatility mm. and it's, it's a couple of people like in my family who be trying to send me beats and be telling me to rap on this beat or rap this way and, and it's like I don't be one to listen to some of my family members because some of them they don't understand like what type of lane I'm, I'm like what what like what do I bring as far as like as an artist like acknowledge they, the art that vision yeah yeah mm. like like what what, Mal, what Malcolm does is like I tell him a type of style and he'll give me the freedom to be myself on it like sometimes people would try to tell me how to rap or what to sound like or you know what I'm saying, and and they would and they would be like, well, why? How you make this song and talk about that, and then get on this beat and talk about that? Like, won't won't you sound like? But it's like certain producers, I just that that let the artists be themselves on the beat, or like, you know, you would send them or you would tell them which what what are you what are you trying to do, and they had the patience to sit down and and try to uh, make your vision come to life. I think that's that's why uh, I, I rock with uh, my cousin because he, he got the patience to actually sit down and and you know craft together a song with me. You know what I'm saying? And and go any type of lane I want to go. Whether I want to go spiritual, I want to go trap, I want to go lovey dovey, like I want to go conscious. You know? And some some people would be like, man, you all over the place. But it's it's just it's art. Like everybody everybody has feelings like. Even the most hardest rappers, I know they went through a heartbreak. So it's like I'd rather exactly. just, I'd rather just write what how I'm really feeling. Like when I hear a beat, whatever that beat is telling me to rap, write that day, I'm going right to it. And I, and it's and it's for for a minute, like I, I used to be like insecure in my in my music because I was like, if I make this type of song, then deep, then I know. Some some people ain't gonna share it, or some people ain't gonna like it, or you know, I, and I be so self conscious. But you know, you you miss out on making timeless records by thinking about what other people like want to mm. do. It just you know what I'm saying. You just guys just step out on faith and just be like, man, look, this is me. <laughs> Get that <laughs> you know? job. Yeah. Real quick though, is Papercut one of the most slept on artists in the DMV? Man, yes, Papercut been. He's not only a recording artist. That man is a battle rapper, bro. It's it's a studio in in, in DC called Listen Listen, Listen Vision. Paper Cup been down there, been almost on every show on Listen Vision, battling people. It's a battle league that's in the DMV. Um, I forgot the name of the battle league. He battled there. 
he like he got wow. a name for himself like as far as battling and as a recording artist and yeah, he can make a song too i mean life of luxury and side view you know amazing with the with the life of luxury me and him we, we did that drink in the studio and like what happened was like the beat was really like his his joint right he picked the beat out and he wanted me as a guest feature mm. and he didn't have a hook but i was like bro on this drink but we gotta swag the joint like yeah i was like but let me do the hook bro and, and i did it and Wow, walk with paper cut so much is he let me have that joint. Wow, you know what man. I'm saying? I was, bro, like that's why I was, that's why I knew he was a like he was a real one. Like I, sure, I, yeah. I've, been, I've been knowing him since uh, I was a teenager, but like he been a he a solid dude. Like that's why I always you know I had him in my my music video Black is Beautiful. It's yeah. like, bro, like a lot of people be sleeping on him, but nah, I'm I'm one of those type man. Like if you a loyal person, I'm gonna be loyal to you, bro, and. I don't care what people think about you or whatever. Like, bro, if I rock with you, I rock with you, and if oh. I, you know, and that's why, that's why, uh, you know, what I'm saying I, I be showing my my homie love, bro. And shout out to Tammy Hayes, another artist you worked with who did the big ballad joint um off the EP called Healing Me. How did you link up with her? Yeah, she she's like she's a gospel artist. She mainly do like stuff like in the church. Like she, I knew her cause she she uh. I met her through like my, my grandmother, you know, going to my grandmother's church and, and she was like the minister of music. I, I wrote, I actually wrote the whole song. Oh, uh, wow. You wrote her part too? <laughs> yeah, I wrote her part bro. Two. Okay. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and what, and what it was, was like, I've always wanted to do a song with her because like she helped me, you know, cause I don't, I don't, I don't have management. I, I mostly like just do everything just by myself. And she helped me like, it was like a, a streaming platform, like I, like you guys, but it, it was and, it's, and it was called uh, Four Sisters Live. It's out in Merlin, and it's like a live streaming um, show on, on VoxWave.com. And, and, and most of the people who who book those shows is people who got already got a name in the art and in the DMV or got management and stuff like that. And like through like. Her connections up there, she got me up there on it for free, and I wrote the whole thing. I asked her to do it. She was she was down to to do it, and then it came out like beautiful, man. Like the featured hit song off the Who Is Keenan Amori EP is "Black Is Beautiful." What was the thought process behind creating that song? What pushed me to make uh, "Black Is Beautiful" is like, you know, um, I went to a, co- a couple of the, the protests in in, in DC, like mm. just being around like around the protests and you know just saying like the current injustice and and things that was happening not not you know nationwide and how the protests like not only was nate like in in the united states but like in other countries as well you know and i and i just felt like for me it was like it was time for me to to speak on it and it's time for me to like to 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 do my research and on on how on my history and as a black man and also like you know what I'm saying it's time for me to step up and and, and speak you know for uh for my people and what I and what I experienced you know down at the protest and and, and also what's been hap- what's been happening you know and it was it was a, a very it was one of the toughest songs I ever ever wrote because you know i because i didn't want to um 
because it was such a it's such a powerful uh topic i didn't want to come left field or i didn't want to come you know um i didn't want to come with something that that wasn't heartfelt and it's just and it's like i i knew i had to make a record called called black is beautiful you know because gr growing up i didn't i didn't experience racism i didn't experience racism um at like some of the jobs i've worked at and it was like you know what i'm saying a lot of times you know being being dark skin or you know our complexion it's like you know a lot of times people feel that you know you, they had to battle against the light skin and the dark skin or mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying well, bruh you gotta understand like black is beautiful bruh and it's like mm -hmm. that it just us you know what i'm saying looking down upon each other or beefing with each other like during this time and during the pandemic and all of this and everything that just gone like hey why like Israel, i just i just wanted to say something that that's like that would touch like young people and also will inspire young people to be like you know that that young brother like that young dude he a rapper and he like but he's saying black is beautiful and he's like actually saying a message and then the images in, in the video was like images that was taken from from like different protests that was happening in the city so it was just like you know i just i just wanted to create like just make i just wanted to get my voice heard you know what i'm saying and, and and I, I needed to make something that that's relevant to the to the time and speak to what's happening now, you know, because because I feel like as as an artist, if you don't speak on what's relevant in in your lifetime and what you're going through, you know, how how can you be a legend? Like how can you be be amongst great artists? And you know, because a lot of great artists they spoke on things that was happening in their time. Like mm. and, and you know they were the I, real they were the street reporters, and, yeah. yeah. And I and I and I and that's that's what I wanted to convey, you know, with with Black is Beautiful. Who did that video again? Yeah, uh, Vegan Steve. He, oh he yeah, a, he did he did a paper cut side view too, right? Yeah, man. He's yeah. A dope, dope, dope videographer, man. In the DMV, bro, he he like he's like that with the camera, man. And and uh, I met him through paper cut. What's your personal top five? Because I, I I think you posted something on IG and Cool started bugging out. Cool was telling me he's like he likes Nas, he likes Nas. Yes, Told indeed. you like yeah, that's why I like him. He likes Nas. So yes, what, what was that top five again? Yeah, man, my my top five is Nas. That's number one. Kanye West, number two. Okay. Wale, number three. All right, local, DC. local, local. J. Cole, number four. Hey, okay. Hey. And Kendrick Lamar is number five. She, wow. she got an elite five right there. That's a good, that's a know, good five. Hey. That's a good five. And the, the reasons I picked them is, is well, you know, uh, Wale, he, he was the, the first rapper that, act, that actually, like, speak to me and, and help me, like, be myself. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. he, he's also a poet as well. So right. just off of him representing the city and being a poet as well, you know I, I gravitated to him. And that's why he's so high on the list. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, I, and, you know, and he got, like, I listened to almost every Wale album. Man. I was on Wale when he was making Uptown Romans. Like, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he had, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
paint a picture mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I would be like, I was really rocking with uh with Barley, bro. He he one of the goats to me. Like I don't care what nobody say. Like, I got introduced to J. Cole through Wale. And then I listened to like Cole's first tape. I've been rocking with Cole ever since. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? And it, it's Wale got a got a got an ear, an eye for talent, bro. Like for real. Yeah. 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Yeah. That's yeah, my favorite yeah, that's album, bro. Like that joint spoke to me in so many levels. And it's like it's like a storyline to him being born all the way to who he who he was right right then and there as a man. And and I felt like people slept slept on that and didn't really catch it. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Now as we come down to the end of this interview, is there any bars you would want to uh leave the people with? Hey look. Loving on my melanin, cause I know it's heaven sent and it's evident. I just better than a mannequin. Written in my palm, I'm a young Don Juan. Cook it like wonton, dressed like it's the prom. Flow sick, purple rain what I spit. I'm known to be the dark skinned version of Prince. I've grown to be the baddest rapper that ever exists. Before you pop your lips, better stop your disc. I'm an angel in human form, made it right through the storm. Intellect won't connect with any thoughts of the norm. On another level, need a shovel just to dig deep in my mind. What you find is what you want to keep. Look, I know you haters want to bury me. Cause I got all the flavor, can't curry me. What you looking at is a young MC, lyrically. You know who I be, I say pray for my enemy I am the epitome of an MC, less of a dying breed Kick a 16 that'll crucify your team At the same time electrify the rap scene No limit like a masterpiece, hope I'm Murray Symphony Lyrically, you already know what I'm trying to be The D.C, number one RPC Lyrically, nobody can't F with me Hold up Woo! Jeez! Yeah man, um, you can find me everywhere on social media at I am Keenan Amori. Keenan Amori is K-E-N-A-N-A-M-O-R-I. K-E-N-A-N-A-M-O-R-I. Every social media handle is I am Keenan Amori. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Keenan Amori. You know. It's been a pleasure rocking with you, man. And um, yeah, hopefully we can do some more projects, man.
Channel 2. 